All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the No Promises podcast, hosted by Mike. Um, we're gonna get the beginning out of the way with just saying that uh, Nick is no longer a regular member of the podcast, mostly just because it wasn't really for him, and he didn't want to like half-ass it, which I totally respect, and I think that was a good personal for choice for him because I don't know, maybe it was just taking up a little bit too much time, and he didn't want to put, he didn't want to half-ass it, you know, and he didn't want to like disappoint me or himself, I think. So um, with that out of the way, uh, things of the podcast are just going to change a little bit, obviously, because <laughs> it's just one person. Things are just, it's just going to be a little bit shorter. It's going to have three pretty regular segments of what um, Mike's Good News is still going to be there right at the end, though, obviously, because I'm going to keep with that. And then we'll have a general overall theme, which I'll just kind of talk throughout in the middle of the episode. And the new beginning segment is called Song of the Week. So, um, this week's Song of the Week is All About You by Leon Bridges and Lucky Day. I was, you know, on Twitter, as I do, the other day, and I was just, you know, scrolling, scrolling, and it was like, oh, these are like the three new young faces of R&B and that type of thing, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't know who the hell these guys are, but I like R&B. And then they like listed the names. One of them was Lucky Day, and one of them was Aaron Aaron Ray, I believe. And um, Lucky Day uh, has some pretty good other songs that I've enjoyed. I like Roll Some More, and um, he guested on a few other ones by Kalani. But All About You is just really, I thought it was a really great song that, you know, it's kind of almost like sensual, I would say, but it's also just like very sweet because it's, you know, it's all about you. It's all about, and this song, you know, it's it's by Leon Bridges and more guesting Lucky Day, but um, I found it through Lucky Day's Spotify page. So, um, but Leon Bridges was somebody that uh, my girlfriend actually told me about, so um, when I'm listening to this song, I don't know, obviously it's called All About You, so I'm thinking, All About You, baby, and uh, hi, Grace. I feel like if, you know, you might be the only one listening right now, so who knows, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good song, and I think you should all check it out on Spotify, and I think he has a few other pretty solid ones. Feed the Fire is another one where he's guesting on, but like his top five are All About You, Feed the Fire, Roll Some Mo, and Late Night, as well as Can You Blame Me, which is a Kalani song, and that one's also really nice. And, you know, it's it's kind of uh, all about you. I feel like kind of goes, it's obviously an R&B song, but I feel like it kind of falls under like that subgenre um, that I believe I first heard when people were talking about uh, Umi, who like spelled U-M-I, in all capitals, who is also another R&B artist, but she likes to say that her stuff is all bedroom R&B. So like when you're hanging out in your room or if you're doing other things in your room with a, a partner, maybe. And, um, but, uh, I think it totally falls under that genre of bedroom R&B. If you're not, you're just hanging out in a room and you're chilling, you're thinking, thinking all about you. And, um, 
I don't know. It kind of just made me start thinking about my girlfriend, obviously. So, um, that's probably like 95% of the people that I know that listen to this podcast. If you know me and you know, uh, my girlfriend, Grace, you know, that we met on Tinder. So I think Tinder is going to be taking up a bit of the brunt of this episode. We'll see how it goes. If it's a little short, if it's a little long, we don't really know. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll need to start taking more little like talking point notes down. I don't know. Cause right now I basically just have my three topics, but, uh, so really I'm just going to give a little bit of an opinion on Tinder and just kind of talk about like my history with it and what that was like, um, for, I don't know. I think I got Tinder right, right at high school, probably, or like whenever I turned 18, like, so I guess during high school. During high school, I probably downloaded it just because <laughs> I wasn't dating anybody at my high school. But um, not to say that it was nice, just nothing ever came from that, and that's totally fine. I know plenty of people that didn't date much in high school, uh, including Nick, actually. <laughs> um, but as you know, we've had Callum on the show before, and Callum's talked about his Tinder experience where he had kind of a, what do you call it, a, catfish if you will um or just an awkward experience not really a catfish but like i just feel like those two people didn't vibe at all and that's fine that happens a lot that happens a lot on tinder because you know you're just talking to random people and you're giving them a chance but there's almost like a weird expectation on tinder that it's like you're there to like tinder it's a dating app you know you're not there to say hi sometimes you can make a friend out of it but i don't know i feel like that so rarely happens at least on my end in my experience but, uh, you know, I was on Tinder, yeah, like I was saying, just near the end of high school when I turned 18. And I, you know, uh, was a little more overweight at the time. Not as, you know, dashing as I am now. No beard, nothing. No haircut performed by my girlfriend recently. <laughs> um, but I was single and, you know, wanted to mingle as you... <laughs> online but it was it was going pretty well for a little while and it um actually i would say it started slow it started quite slow which is you know whatever i think at that point i probably just didn't have very many good pictures of myself or pictures in general of myself so it was probably like three or four and probably a handful of them were group photos. Who knows? I don't actually remember what it was exactly like back then, but I know the matches were very low. I know the likes were very low, but I think that was just also because I would just swipe randomly. It was just all yes, 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 yes back then. It's like, whatever. I want to talk to more people. I always like talking to people. And then I feel like it went from there, and then, you know, I ended up downloading the other dating apps, like Bumble and Hinge, but I think that was all the ones that I did. Apparently there's a bunch more. But, like, Plenty of Fish is apparently a thing. I don't really know much about it, but I know it's another one. But um, with Tinder, I just thought it was it was a weird one for a while. I didn't really talk to anybody. For, or I talked to people on it, obviously. But I didn't go out with anybody for probably, like, well over a year and a half since I had it. Because I think I downloaded it again right before second year university. And I started talking to some girl. And, uh, you know... She had kind of like an old lady name, but she was nice. And we were getting along, so decided to go out to a really good restaurant. I will say Gyoza Bar, like, 
like in a good solid like eight out of ten on that food. It's you know obviously leans towards gyoza, but it's like some other Japanese stuff. They have little like pork buns and that type of thing, and they have a platter of meats that you can eat. It's quite good. Totally recommend it. Careful, the gyoza are like super hot when they come out, and definitely have burned my tongue. Um, but yeah, we had gone there. You know, we went out a couple other times, and then just like did not work, and then. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, a little awkward, but then it's like, whatever, I don't see that person over again, because funnily enough, they live pretty far away from me. Like, I think Surrey, maybe. Um, and so then I just kind of, like, deleted it. I School had just started. I was kind of throwing myself at the books for a little bit. Things are going well, you know, and then I eventually like, kind of download them again, Start going out with somebody around Christmas and then like break up a month later. And then I think weirdly, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's not that weird. But then like pandemic hits in early March and everybody's bored. Everybody wants somebody to talk to, somebody new to talk to, especially because you're just not getting any human interaction besides like your immediate family for those handful of months, especially here in BC. Um, but then, you know, we got a bit of freedom. But no, uh, oh, that sounds weirdly political, but I mean, as in, you know, I stayed in the house a lot for those first couple, those first few months where you like had to, had to. Um, but you know, there is a sense of freedom, but like, I understand some level of it, but it's stupid. The protests, that's my point on that. But like, you know, you could still go hang out and sit six feet apart from each other. And that was nice for a little while. And then everybody just was on the dating apps again, like all my friends and including myself, obviously I jumped back on them. Um, you know, and you get quite a few matches and you're talking to people. Cause I think honestly, at this point, people are more interested in talking to as many people as possible. And it's just kind of like, you know, just to, just to talk to somebody, you want to like share your thoughts with somebody for a little while. It's new. You want to introduce you to somebody. You want to be, like, I feel like sometimes if you've been friends with people for a really long time, it's like they know you as this person. So as you, as you, so you feel like you can't, or you find it harder to change, I will say. Harder to not be that person that they've always known, especially when you're around them. You almost feel like you, I don't want to say regress, because it's not necessarily that you do that. But it's like you feel like that's all they know, so you don't want to be a different branch type version of yourself. Because I feel like everybody is different versions of themselves with different groups of people. I feel like you're a different person when you're just with your parents. You're a different person when you're just with your friends. You're a different per like your close old friends. You're a different person when you're with your school friends or just at school. You know, you're a different person at work. That's just from my experience. And I mean, talking to other people too, I feel like everybody kind of acts a little differently depending on their environment. And I think that's just normal. That's a human thing to do because like, if you're at a business meeting, you're not going to be all, like, shit, fuck, fart balls and that type of thing. But uh, <laughs> I've kind of gone off on a little bit of a tangent. But my point being, really, is that, I don't know, you're not, like, when you're on a dating app and you're talking to somebody new, you kind of have that opportunity to be who you want to be to that person. And that should be yourself, obviously, but you can be that version of yourself that is just a little better and i feel like everybody kind of does that especially at the beginning everybody's like 
awkward or like or not necessarily awkward but everybody's open enough to like an extent but then they don't want you to know too much i remember when i first started seeing grace and we started following each other on like instagram she was like don't scroll past too far they get weird and i was like all right whatever that's fine and i was like well i only have like fucking six pictures on my instagram um so there wasn't really much to like hide per se if anything, my Facebook probably is the weirdest shit, but <laughs> from when I was 12. But, uh, uh, you know, you you create this image of a person on Tinder. You know, you have your good photos. You have maybe, like, one group photo to throw in there just to be, like, you're not alone in the world. You obviously have friends. <laughs> and then, and also a good way to be, like, hey, you have cute friends. So that way, if the friend groups meet, you know, then there's, like, a little bit of, incentive for one friend group to meet the other i don't fucking know i just always felt like that's how it was whenever the <laughs> when you talk to the boys they're always like does she have cute friends and then you're like yeah of course and then you know they're happier to meet them um <laughs> but um but yeah tinder, tinder was interesting during the pandemic because it was just a lot of texting and then you know you get the snapchats from different people and then you talk to them for a while and then you know it's been a couple it's been like a month or so at this point. I think I've been talking to a few people and then I just stopped talking to a couple and then me and Grace got on a date and then it's like, oh, cool. I feel like I don't need Tinder anymore because at the end of the day, Tinder does, I always found it as almost, I don't want to, uh, yeah, it's it's almost, a, it would say it leans towards a toxic app. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it definitely leans in that territory just because it's such a, it can really fuck with your self-esteem like really badly, especially when like that number is low and you don't actually like anybody you're talking to that much. But if you would like the people you're talking to, then at that point, that like level of ego doesn't really matter anymore. Cause I think there was a certain point that I used to be on it and I would just like never get that many matches or the matches I did get, I was like just not super into. So I was like, this just sucks or something. And then like, there's fucking Nick over here who, like, never fucking swipes right, but has, like, 99 plus likes and, like, fucking now 100 matches or something. And it's, like, well, that just makes you feel shitty about yourself. You just think you're, like, I don't know, ugly, probably. So there's that level of it. And I think that was just probably, that's probably, like, the shittiest part about Tinder. The nice part about Tinder is that you can actually meet somebody really nice, somebody that you can click with. And I think it was easier during the pandemic just because people were more willing to swipe right and talk to people and just like text for a long time. Like me and Grace, like we, we texted for like probably over a month and then like rules lightened up and then we went on a date. We had a pretty good one. You know, I've mentioned it a few times, but I think the app is good for finding people at the end of the day. Like, and if I were to compare it, to Bumble and Hinge, I think Tinder is the most like fast acting one because it's like just swipe left, right, whatever. You do have a limited number of swipe rights and that's fine. They wanna charge people money, they have to make money somehow. But um, You know, it's just like, yeah, because you can do Tinder Gold or whatever, and it's like, lets you be anywhere in the world. And I remember they made it free for a little bit, so 
we'd be getting tons of matches from like other places. I'm pretty sure I matched with some people from like fucking Finland and Brazil and all these other countries leading up to it. And then I just think like that was cool. I think those, those were, those were interesting. Cause it's like, you can talk to people, but it's like, you're never going to meet those fucking people. Like never. And Although that was interesting, or, you know, I probably never will. And then I don't think we ended up talking to each other much longer than like a day or a week. And that's fine. But I think it's, yeah, it's, it's certainly a good way to meet people. I just think, I think as far as like all three dating apps, although this one turned out the best, I think the if you're going to go like really after your preferences, but I think Hinge just needs a bigger user base. But if you're going to go after your preferences, and make them like a little bit more specific. I think Hinge was really good for that because Tinder is just like open seas. It's just within the distance, you know, it's whatever the fuck you can reach. It's anything it's, you know, it's fucking any fish in the sea, as they say. And Bumble is, you know, girls make the first move. And even if you match, they might not text you. So you just like lose them after a day. So you're like, oh, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Or the whole point of Bumble was because I don't know. They always thought that like guys did boring messages on tinder or for guys that just were bored of saying hey first or sending a first interesting message and then bumble just kind of became into the thing where the girl sends hey and then the guy has to be interesting sometimes because it can feel like that when you're on a dating app because like more i feel like also the dating apps do lean more almost towards the favor of women just from like a, a numbers perspective but that's probably just because more guys are going to swipe right on a girl than a girl is going to swipe right on guys. And I think that's all it is. That's pretty much the difference where it almost feels more like the girl would more likely have options than the guy sometimes. Not all the time, obviously, but I definitely think sometimes it leans in that direction as far as just like statistics go to show. I don't have any in front of me, but I'm sure it would represent that just from many conversations with many people (laughs) from both sides, from both sides. But um, in general, I think it's a decent app. And I think, you know, just be open about what you want when you're talking to somebody new. If it's going to be dating, if it's going to be a hookup, if it's, if you're on Tinder, you, you should be looking for something along those lines, whether it's dating, like relationship, it's to meet people, it's to, Tinder was always a weird one to me if people said it's like, oh, just looking for friends because that's not what the app was about. But, you know, hey, if you want to do that, get on Bumble BFF. Go right ahead. I think that's smart. I think it's cool that they do that because it's probably really good for people that move to a completely new city and know no one. I think that's really what, it, what it's for. And I think that's awesome. But uh, in general, I think Tinder is a decent app and I had, you know, a fine time on it, especially on my go around when I was starting to lose weight and looked a lot better. Um, and obviously when I got a girlfriend, so I never have to use it again, you know, cause like, really that's the, that's what Tinder is selling you. Tinder is selling you a reason to never use it again. In my opinion, that's what all of them are selling you. That's like their goal. You want to delete the app. And I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know I did it a lot before my before Grace did, and that's fine because I was just ready and I was 
had to be patient with her. And I think that's very important because you should always communicate your boundaries, especially when you're meeting somebody new and looking for similar things. And, you know, just sometimes not everybody's ready at the same time. So, you know, talk about these things. Communication is key. That's what they always say, no matter what, in business and relationships in general, in friendship, just always talk to people. Let them know where you're feeling and how you're feeling. Um, so I think it's time for Mike's good news. Now, uh, this is an article from the Washington Post that I thought was just a really happy thing because, um, well, here, I'll start with this, is that it's related to the pandemic. It's related to coronavirus. And hey, good news is that there's been quite a few vaccines in the province of BC already, like well over 40,000. And that's moving along. Hopefully we'll be able to have a summer, you know, at least here. <laughs> but something good that came out of the pandemic itself, you know, like some good news out of a bad situation, just like how I like to think about how I met uh, Grace, who is my good news out of a bad situation of the pandemic. Um, this is good news from the Washington Post. It says, so many pets have been adopted during the pandemic that shelters are running out. Uh, so animal shelters in Wash in the Washington region specifically. So, you know, just our southern neighbors. Um, they have a, it's a really unique problem. It's created such a high demand for adopting dogs that su supply is increasingly limited. And um, yeah, it's increased. The adoptions this year increased to almost 40% compared to 2019. And that's really cool, you know? I mean, because like, especially if you're living alone and can't see um, friends or family because you're, um, really, you know, respecting the rules and you're really trying to be careful and cautious, get a dog because they were pretty early on proven, I believe to not be able to spread it. So, you know, it's nice to have like a friend around the house all the time. Like, you know, they'll certainly fucking listen to you talk. Um, and you know, they're cuddly, they're fluffy and they're fun. So, especially dogs, though. Especially do dogs seems to be the one that went up the most compared to anything else. And it's really nice. Uh, but there isn't enough... Uh, but I guess there's probably, like, that lack of options to maybe do, like, the dog school, depending on your area, or you're maybe just a little bit worried about interaction, and that's fair. But at home, and you can always, like, Google things if you need help on training a dog, right? Like... I'm not going to say it's not hard because it's obviously a lot of hard work, but I think um, that's just really sweet that the, you know, that like the shelters are essentially running out of these poorly treated animals. But then, I don't know, like, yeah, I think that's awesome that that's happening. Um, well, I think that's honestly it for me. These are going to be shorter, maybe 20 to 30 is what is seeming like the normal. Um, we'll find out more in the future. I'll get some feedback from the people that are listening and my friends, because I do want them to be as honest as possible, you fuckers. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of No Promises. Uh, I'm excited to do another one like this. Um, and I'll see you next Friday, where uh, who knows what we'll discuss. All right, everybody. Have a nice Friday. See you next week.
Oh yeah, and I almost forgot to mention. Please do follow uh, me and the podcast in general at No Promises Podcast on Instagram, just for all general updates and just you know fun photos, videos, promotional anything. Who knows? Maybe eventually merchandise, but that feels far down the road. So, <laughs> um, all right. Look forward to hearing from everybody uh, again, and hopefully you'll tune in next week, uh, where the song of the week is done by Pretty Boy Aaron.